0: hello and welcome back to our dramatic assets i am rebecca ann bloom
1: and i'm ryan mcgregor
0: This podcast is where we chat about our lives, the creative industry, the ups and downs of being in said industry, and whatever crazy adventures we have gone on. Today, we have a very special guest. Our topic is all about social media, content creation, digital media, and so I would love to introduce you to Jordan Porter. Hello, Jordan.
2: Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Ryan. How are we doing today? Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate the invitation. It's uh It's awesome always to be on a podcast on the Friday coffee mug and in anticipation, I thought we were actually doing a video call here. So I have beer and like a coffee mug. (laughs) That's actually not necessary. Super cool. Superman coffee mug here for it. I'm okay with it. I might even put the next one in there.
0: (laughs) That is so smart. That is brilliant.
2: (laughs) If COVID's taught me anything and zoom calls have taught me anything, it's how to get away (laughs) with drinking discreetly. Yeah. (laughs) That oh, is
1: true.
0: That is so good. Well, thank you for bringing your Superman beer coffee and yourself into our lives. Would you like to just chat a little bit about who you are and what you're all about?
2: I would love to. Okay, well, let's see where to start. My name is Jordan Porter, partner Sean Thornton. Unfortunately, couldn't be here on the podcast with us today. He's uh, under the weather and that has nothing to do with his own beer mug, Superman cup. <laughs> It's a medical condition, and we're missing them today, but that's okay. And together, we are Newfoss Media. A lot of people ask me how to say the name Newfoss. It's spelled N-U-F-A-S, with a neat little apostrophe over the A. Ryan, before we started recording here, asked me kind of what the origin of that name was, and I figured I'd I'd wait and uh, and let you guys know on the air. Basically, what it means, Foss is derived from two Gaelic words, Nua and Foss. And together, they mean new growth. And so basically, we just mash those up together and created Newfoss Media, which is, yeah, like I said, new growth. And that's exactly what we're kind of all about here at Newfoss. Uh, it's new growth for businesses that we're working with, whether that's building a website for your new business, developing a social media strategy, doing digital advertising, it all works towards new growth for you and your business. We thought it was a cool little play on words,
1: and I enjoy telling that story. It's short and sweet. (laughs) That's super cool. I was thinking when I saw the name that it was Irish originally. I think that's just super fascinating. I think one of the things that's super difficult when you are creating your own business is coming up with the name. So I applaud you for coming up with a name that's so organically beautiful, just the way it goes together. Do you have any advice for anyone that's trying to choose a name?
2: I actually didn't even come up with the name. It was Sean and his brother that were brainchilding that name and it kind of just stuck. So when I came on board, it was kind of already established. I thought it was cool right from the get go, especially because of the, you know, the, the quick story behind it. I don't know. It's hard to give advice. You know, uh, I would actually talk to like a person who's in a band probably before me.
1: Because
2: yeah. <laughs> true. The band name is probably the same sort of difficulty. Right. I would say just, you know, make sure you love it, I guess. Right. And maybe that love is not established right from the beginning. Make sure that you are able to describe it or understand what it means. And does that really align with the business that you're creating And can you comfortably tell people what it's called without being like, oh, it's just, you know, it's this, it's stupid.
0: Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It grows too. Like the love for it grows like any relationship and any different kind of thing. So make sure that you like it enough to advertise yourself and to own it basically right from the Mm get go. Yeah,
1: own it. (laughs)
0: amazing Ah, ah, amazing (laughs) it's just amazing in terms of where you were at the start of your business and where you are now how do you feel and do you have any advice for people that are trying to get into the social media world
2: well i guess i should start at the beginning of that that question so you you asked me how i feel now from compared to where we started There's a lot of different contributing factors factors as to how we kind of got where we are. And, you know, having said that, we're not nearly where we want to be ultimately, but we are on the right track right now. Keep in mind, Newfoss Media is only about a year and a half old. We started the business and I think we registered the business late March 2019. That was a fun one year anniversary in the heat of COVID. So we didn't even really get to celebrate that too much, which is a shame, but you know, whatever, what are you going to do? When we first started it, Sean and I were basically just working off of the couch, right? So we didn't have a space. We barely had an idea of what direction we were going. I mean, we did at first, but like anything, you can plan everything as much as you want at first, but inevitably it will change. And you kind of just have to roll with those changes. Really, you have to be honest with yourself at the beginning of any business. I don't care what it is. It can change and it's up to the industry to tell you where to go. It's not up to you to tell the industry where to go. If you have a good idea on like where you want to be in a year, that's really great. I mean, I really encourage people to have an idea of where they're going to go. But it's hard to know every factor, okay? Yeah. Especially if it's your first crack at a business. We started off thinking that we were going to be doing a ton of different stuff, it's really boiled down to what makes most sense to like what's coming in and what we can handle. So really at this stage, we've boiled Newfoss Media down to three different main departments. One is uh, website development. One is, well, website development and maintenance. Two is uh, social media management. And then three is just digital advertising. So you guys probably saw that we hired two new managers in those departments uh, over the last couple of weeks. And so we have Andrew, he's the manager of the uh, web design department, and he is a friggin' genius. He's awesome at what he does. And it also makes it really easy for Sean and I to sell, knowing that you know if I tell a client that we can get something done, I know that he can do it. So I'm sure that comes off in my underlying confidence when talking to that client. So that's, that's really important, the team behind you. Katie, she is the manager of the digital advertising department. And she is coming, she came from a different agency that was located outside of Whippy. And, you know, she's done ads for like Home Depot, like Marksworth Warehouse, huge, huge companies. And so after I was like, man, you're overqualified for this position. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for being it. <laughs> and then yeah. we have uh, Karina, who is the manager of our social media department. And Karina is, a, is an odd case because she is from Brazil. And then when she came to school here, she went to Georgian College. She met her boyfriend, her now boyfriend, and fell in love, and now she's here to stay. But she was a, a lawyer in Brazil and really didn't like it, which is why she came here to go to school and then just stayed, and she's she she went for advertising and, and, and marketing. So she really fell into the role of, of social media manager quite seamlessly, and they're all just amazing. If I can contribute or attribute one thing to the success that we've had so far, it's those three people. You know, Sean and I obviously had a had a hand in it as well, but we wouldn't be nearly as close to where we are right now if it weren't for those three employees and team members, I would like to call them, because they are just absolutely fantastic. And I think that's the bread and butter of any business. I don't care what it is, you can sell as much as you want. But if you can't deliver on the services in a quality way, you're going to be screwed. And you're, those are going to be the only sales that you make.
0: You know, actually, I think you answered it because yeah. I, had, I had asked about any tips and tricks for mm-hmm. being in that industry. And you kind of just summed it up in your answer. So I think we're good. I'm once again in awe. I'm super impressed.
2: <laughs> One thing that we wanted to stick true to was just try not to take any loans or like get yourself into unnecessary debt. Um, Yes. I mean, for obvious reasons, that's scary, especially like why add that pressure to yourself if you don't really have to. At first it was just Sean and I, and Sean was developing the websites. I was doing some social stuff and and digital, digital ads. And it gets to the point where you just can't handle it all yourself while, like while also running the day-to-day things. So that's why we ended up hiring people. But I think the reason we were able to hire people is We got a really good break on our first office space, if you want to call it a break, because one of our early clients, Helen McCarthy from from Kit Coffee downtown, Peterborough, excellent coffee shop.
0: Hey, (laughs) shout out.
2: Exactly. Yeah, It's just on the north side of Hunter Street between Water and George. So so right right in the heat of downtown. She was one of our earliest clients. We did a video for her. We built her website and a couple other small things. But when we were doing the video, she said to me, Sean wasn't there at this point, but she said to me, like, I have some some storage space in the basement. I know you guys are looking for an office. Would you want to go check it out? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so we went down there and it was a nightmare. It was an absolute dungeon down there. And immediately I was like, no way, (laughs) I, you know, because, you know, the the ceilings were low. They were like, you know, maybe like eight foot ceilings and the the carpet was just like all disgusting and like stained and stuff like that. And the walls, like there's like holes in the walls, there's full pieces of drywall missing. There's dust, there's spiders and everything. And so of course, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah, And then I I called Sean about it and I was like, just so you know, she offered this thing and I don't think it's going to work. But the next time we went, Sean was with me and and we just went down there, the two of us, to check it out again because I wanted to show him. And we started to like kind of dream a little bit while we were down there. So it was interesting, the shift of perspective once we started to maybe think about maybe putting some elbow grease into it. Long story short, we said yes to it after being vehemently against it, which is funny. And we put a couple thousand dollars of our Nufoss money, like earned money from Nufoss. So again, not taking any loans or anything like that. The rent was stupid cheap, which is really what, what sold it for us. And we got to work. It took us like three months to renovate that basement. Sean and I did it all on our own. And that means ripping up carpet, rolling up that carpet, wearing masks before it was cool. <laughs> then we were met with a happy surprise of... Uh, There was like tons of tile underneath that carpet. So I was chipping away tile on like my hands and knees for two weeks. And that was awful. Putting up new drywall, buying tons of paint. And really, honestly, the hardest part about that whole renovation was picking out paint color. Such a final decision, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Throw it up there. But anyways, we we got it to a point where we could work out of there and have some employees there. And that really launched us. So as funny as it was and like, you know, the, the dungeon basement office and all that, it really got our start. So be humble. If you're a new business owner, don't put your nose in the air to any opportunity. Without that space, this business would have died 100% because we just couldn't focus enough at home in order to build ourselves. And it's not like we can have employees in our living rooms. Or have have employees like just working remotely, where there isn't that like team dynamic. Sean and I are both very like team oriented guys, so we wanted that in our team as well. So we wanted them to come in the office. We wanted them to interact with each other and like we'll pop our heads into the other room and and crack a couple jokes and just hang out and not work for for a minute or something and and just see how everyone's doing. And that built a relationship with them and and. Sorry, I actually missed an employee there uh, when I was listening before. Natalie is uh, the executive assistant to to Sean and I, and so Andrew and Natalie were like OG staff, like they were in the basement with us. So they have earned some some serious Newfoss cred, if that's worth anything. <laughs> and then they came over to to the upstairs office with us here. So, and and that was just kind of the pro- progression of things. And now we're in a space where we can really be proud of and and bring like clients up and, and have a little soiree here. Once it all calms down a little bit,
0: Let's party.
2: just elevate us to a different level. So there's, there's tons of different things that, that contributed to, to, to a us environment, environment now, and a good space is the most valuable thing you can, you can find when you're early on in the business and not taking on debt and stressing you're out stressing yourself out more than you need to.
1: Yeah. And you guys have a five-star rating, somewhere I saw is that true
2: uh yeah on on Google that's my rating that's obviously really helpful actually a lot of people bring that up and I that's something that's pretty far off of my radar maybe it's just because it's it's five star and I don't have to worry about
1: it (laughs) it's very impressive and to me just based on what you've shared with us so far that love that you put in you have gotten back and it's proven that people love it the business which is great Yeah, that's a good way to to look at it. I'll, I'll choose to look at it that way.
0: I think it speaks to the fact that if you throw passion behind a project, you really love it, then something will come of it. I know as a creative, it can be very daunting to just start a business or start a project on your own. Also, I've noticed that Instead of following a path that you're not fully dedicated towards, you should put your energy towards something that you're like 100% invested in. And that's what's going to keep you going and push you. And because you don't want that to fail, essentially, versus just another career that pays the bills or whatever. Like you're not, you don't care. So why are you doing that?
2: Well, and that kind of speaks to the reason that I got involved initially with with Newfoss with Sean, because- Prior to this, you know, I I went to Trent, and uh, throughout my whole career as a student there, I guess you would call it, uh, I worked for Arthur Newspaper. So right from like semester one to the end of my fourth year, I was a weekly reporter for the newspaper, and I absolutely loved it. I've always been like a writer of stories and stuff like that, but that's that really launched like a writing career as something that that would be viable for me. I absolutely loved that in many different ways. One loved that I was getting paid for writing to being a reporter it's it's so cool to like seek out a story and, and run with it but it's also really cool sometimes to be assigned a story and at first you're like ah, whatever like this is gonna be lame but I gotta go to this event and cover it then you go to the event and you're like holy crap this is like such a cool little subculture in in town that I had no idea about and that, that kind of thing happened all the time you know like monthly I'd say maybe if not weekly. And it really just opened my eyes to the Peterborough community because I'm not originally from Peterborough, um, from the GTA. So I moved here and I'm a mature student as well. So I didn't start at Trent till I was 21 or 22, I think. And so, you know, I'm a geezer to all my classmates and stuff. Right. So it gave me an opportunity to meet some people and, and also get out into town. And it really like It really helped a lot. I still have tons of contacts from that time in my life. After I graduated from Trent, I still wanted to write. And so I was working as a freelance writer for a number of different things, whether it be like blogging for Campfire Collective or writing a website copy or, you know, you name it. I I helped in writing a book. I contributed to uh, McLean's Magazine. You know, it's never really that consistent, even though your resume is good. And sometimes I would be getting content jobs where they're like, okay, you got to write like 5,000 words for this company or whatever, and uh, we'll give you a hundred bucks. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's money, I guess. So when Sean was talking to me about like building websites and things like that, I was like, oh, well, if you bring me in as a partner, I'll write all the copy. You know, that's, I've done that a million times. So I'm very comfortable doing that. And I would like to cut out that middleman. Once we did cut out the middleman, I realized how much I was getting screwed <laughs> on those projects. So like you said, Rebecca, it blossomed from something that I really loved to do. And now it's really flowered into something completely different, but equally, if not more so, a love that, that I've really taken to in the last year and a half plus it's my like our baby too so you know you, yeah you have in that way as well in that same time too i was actually a radio host at trent radio i had a oh cool i had a, a show that i created called electric entrepreneurs so once a week i would have a different local like small business owner in on the show and i would basically interview them <laughs> some guests would come in and be like so do you have like a list of questions i'm like uh nope uh let's just do it hey welcome to the show here we go <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, that, was, and, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think a lot of people might not know, but local media is a hard work. And it's sort of like you're paying your dues until you gain those skills. And you did. And you were able to use them to further your career. But it, it it's de- definitely hard work, I'd say, local media.
2: hmm yeah, it is. But it, it was just so much fun. Like, I just generally yeah. loved it. And so it was just really no problem for me. Like, the, the radio show, I never got paid for or anything like that. It was just kind of a passion project. And I just wanted to get out there some more. And that was a tough year for me. That was my final year at Trent. So at that time, you know, I just was like, oh, this is easy. Like, I've got it. I've got it down. I'll just do all my assignments and and cut through. I'm not going to grad school. I don't really care to. So yeah, get my degree and that's it. So I had a full course load of five classes. I was writing for the newspaper once or twice a week, like meaning I had to go to events. I was helping with a book. It's now published. It's called Women on the Ballot. So I was working with a team of students and one team leader about, and we were interviewing hundreds of different female politicians, whether they were successful or unsuccessful, about oh, their, like, wow. their yeah. journey on, on, the, on the campaign trail. We got to interview a lot of like, really prominent female politicians, and then we were actually asked by the Harvard Kennedy School to come and present our findings. So we, we went to Harvard and like presented to staff and students our, like our, our research and stuff like that.
0: Girl, you have done it again, constantly raising the bar for us
2: all, That was really awesome. But then I also had the radio show and a social life, too. So it was a really, really busy time. But that's the kind of thing
1: I love. So I'm trying really hard not to swear. (laughs) (laughs) We we talk about that all the time. That's so funny.
0: (laughs) We do that. Wow. Your hustle is so cool. I mean, I'm sure in the moment it wasn't cool. But when you reflect upon it, it. do you have... Any advice for people that are freelancing or wanting to set prices for themselves and their company? Because I Mm -hmm. think in this industry, a lot of people shortchange themselves.
2: Yeah. And honestly, that subject is, I wish Sean was here for this one because I completely stay away from that. I suck on it. I suck at it. I don't know what to charge people ever. And my brother is a as a creative in town as well. His name is Jason Wilkins and he's like a character artist and muralist and he has been in the game for like 20 plus years and I asked him for advice when I was doing freelance writing being like what do I do for like for pricing? Like how do I find out how much to price for certain jobs cuz with things like that there's so many different Situations where that you have to consider, you know, like not every client is the same, so you can't just have like a pricing list, and that's the worst thing that someone can ask me. Hey, what's your pricing list? And I'm like, for what? You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And so that's something that I really like to this day struggle with. Sean and I have a pact where we're both, I would say, pretty good at selling, and you know, I'm not like snap my fingers with a grease back, like a slick back haircut, being like, hey. You know, I'm a salesman, sort of thing. Right? <laughs> it's it's really not that, and any salesman like that is going to swiftly die. So, really, it's just like being personal and, and gaining the trust of someone. That's that's fine, and it's fun, especially when the person is like, it's fun to deal with, and and you can have a good time with them, and then and then you work on the quality of the work as well, and that's that's where you get the get the sale. When it comes to pricing. I told him, I was like, as soon as we get to that level, uh, that section of the conversation, I am gonna tap out. Like, you gotta, you gotta handle that because it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard because sometimes it's just up to the budget that the person has. It's like we can do all this stuff, but how much can you afford? Because part of it for us is, as well as like we're not looking to gouge anyone either. Like, yeah, because we're we're on we're not like big corporate bigwigs here. You know, we're from humble families that like understand how hard it is to get. Anything going like a passion project of yourself. So, the bottom line when we started and still to this day is we want to get your business going for you. Let's figure it out from day one. If they don't have like a good budget or they just don't have enough to like get started with another company, like generally that's when people would come to us and be like, Hey, listen, I know you guys do good work. I can't afford very much right now, but I would love to start this project going. I have wanted to for years. That is exactly what I want to hear. And my response to those people would be like, don't even worry about it, okay? How much can you afford right now? 1000 bucks? Okay, great. Give us $500 right now. We're going to build the site. That'll cover people's hours, and we don't need to make a million off this, right? Give us the, like, the down payment so we can just pay our staff to get this done for you. And once your website is up, that will allow you to start making money and that's in our direct interest to get it going for you and make sure it's good so that you can actually start your project and like if you're actually really passionate about it and it's easy to weed out the people who aren't I'm more than happy to do it like on credit you know and so we offer like 0% financing for anyone who can't afford it right now but has a great idea or is a great person that really wants to do something cool and we think it's a good idea for those people that are like, Oh, like, you know, I have this cool idea. I've been thinking about it for years, but I just, I just can't afford like the overhead to start it up. Bullshit. I'm sorry. But like, that is an excuse. Come to us and we will help you out. You know, we're, we're, we're here to like make people kind of realize their dreams as, as cliche as that sounds, but you don't want to have to spend 15 grand to get an e-commerce site going on day one that's exactly what we were trying to avoid and we understand it fully there are ways around it and and again we don't want to gouge anyone we really just want people to if they're if they're having a really bad time with like their nine to five and they want to get out come to us we can figure it out man we can figure it out
0: i'm not gonna lie i'm tearing up like this (laughs) (laughs) i feel so touched by your presence
1: jordan i wanted to ask you what kind of content do you like to consume? That's a good question.
2: On a more like entertainment side, I love the onion. And that's something that I can just kind of like forget about everything and just kind of have a little laugh about it. Content that I like to consume. Well, I'm a big like games guy. I love oh, yeah. playing games and like figuring stuff out. So uh, reality TV is, is, is funny. Not like, oh, yeah. not like Jersey Shore, not reality TV. I guess like game shows. Game shows are really cool. That's a lot of fun for me, but honestly, I, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV. Although right now I'm working my way through the show Dark, and if anyone's seen that, that's an excellent show. It's so cool. It's like like you got to pay attention. You can't be like playing on your yeah. phone or anything. In terms of social media and stuff like that, I, I like yeah. Instagram. That's that's probably my favorite. Same. Yeah, I go on Facebook. Not really. Like I really don't post anything on Facebook. Because oddly enough, I'm like a bit of a private guy, you know, like I, I'm really social yeah. and I love like going out with my friends and stuff like that. But deep down, I'm, I'm pretty private. So I don't like broadcasting my whole life. And I also don't think it's like necessary either. Kind of leads me to like one of the talking points that you had sent me earlier. One of the, you know, not I don't want to say negative, but like one of the detrimental factors of running this business is like our social manager always gets like urges me and gets mad at me <laughs> to, uh, Share stories and things like that on on the Instagram account because she she does all the the posts for us and like I'll send her pictures and things like that that she can she can post later on. But it's kind of up to me to do stories, and I don't mind doing it, especially if like we're in the office or anything like that. But she's like, "No, do more." Like, "What what are you doing during the day?" And I am like, "I am just I am swimming and like doing backflips off the bridge or something like that." Like, it's not really something I like to bring my phone for. Like, you know, I am an active guy, and I don't think it's necessary to to share my entire life with the world, you know? So I, I try and put some personal aspects of myself and, and Sean on the Instagram, but for the most part, I'm just kind of keeping it professional. And
1: yeah, honestly, I was just going to say, I, I like golden retriever videos, like anything. <laughs> <puppy> related. <laughs> my, my Instagram feed is, is full of it. Cause it knows that's, that's what I consume. Rebecca, does a lot of that for ODA that you mentioned in making stories and and timing them and creating them and putting them out at the right time and i sometimes think maybe followers are getting sick of it maybe they don't want to see so much of it all the time as well interesting that you brought that up and i agree with you sometimes you just need to disconnect
2: yeah i think that's i think it's healthy to do so and, you know, a lot of people have a, a skewed uh, idea of what my day is like because they're like, "Oh, you, you you run a media company, you must be like on your phone all day every day." And it's really not the case. I've never been like that. And Sean is the total opposite of that. <laughs> he hates being on the phone, like texting and things like being on Instagram and stuff like that. I I like to have that disconnect because you know, as much as it is my entire life, Foss Media, uh, it's not. We've run into the path, run into the the problem of securing your your social life and your and your your family life and your work life and all that kind of thing. The, the, the work life balance. I sometimes suffer from that. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say I never suffer from that because if you know you, if you have a lot going on, it can consume it, it consumes me a little bit. So I, I get lost in my head and trying to work out problems. And sometimes I'll have trouble sleeping and that kind of thing. But for the most part, I think I'm fairly good at disconnecting those, the aspects of my life. Like if I'm out with my friends, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm not really yeah. like down to chat about everything that I did that day. If something cool happened, then I'm, I'm super down to talk about that. But I don't really want to bother people with like my problems at work because no one really cares. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's not like they don't care. It's just that. I would have to go back to the beginning to explain it all. And I don't care to do that. Right. So, right. Yeah, like, I just kind of want to forget about it and, and deal with it when it's, when it's appropriate to do so.
1: Yeah. Sometimes work conversations don't make the best when everyone else is just there also to have a good time. And everybody else went to work that day too, presumably. So everybody just wants to have fun, talk about more lighthearted things. Yeah, exactly. Have you guys ever heard of uh, marble races? I've heard of it, but I, I might need a refresh. Okay, so after this podcast, you guys are gonna go check this out. <laughs> <laughs> just type in
2: marble races on YouTube and everyone, anyone listening, do it right now, cause it is awesome. So basically what it is, it's marble races. It's like the Olympics for with marbles. And there's teams and there's there's everything and in the stands it's just marbles. It's it's like a guy did it in his basement. And the guy <laughs> The guy is like clearly some sort of professional sports announcer because he's really good, but he's reporting on marble racing, whether <laughs> it's like high jump or like all these weird events and stuff like that. So me and my friends were having a good time a couple of weeks ago, like just throwing it on YouTube and putting down like a dollar on each thing and just like betting on marble, marble That's races. hilarious. And it's sponsored by the John Oliver show on Creature or.
0: It's also um, been covered by the New York Times, apparently. Oh, there,
2: there he
1: goes. He's got some clout. Marble wow. Race.
0: Okay, marble races.
1: That's cool. I will def check that out. It's, it's really funny and
2: oddly entertaining. So it just goes to show, like, anything can be a form of media if you do it right, you know? Preach. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean this with the utmost love for everyone out there, but... It's sometimes hard to, like, hire for certain positions here, digital advertising or social media, especially social media, because everyone and their grandma thinks that they're really good at managing social accounts, and (laughs) that's not the case. Like, there's so much to it that you really have to know in order to do a good job. Yes. Um, And the majority of people just really don't or don't have anything on their resume that that is like related to that so one of the most challenging things that Sean and I have faced during like owning owning Newfoss is hiring the first position we hired was Natalie so an executive assistant because we needed just help with like some certain day-to-day things and and all that so we figured we'd, we'd test out the waters with hiring and, and hired an assistant. She's been like amazing and, and, and really cool and really fits in with with the vibe here when we sent out the resume or the application for for that position, I'm not even kidding you we maybe got 400 resumes.
0: oh my gosh
2: like for, how are you supposed to go through all that you know? yeah and so we did and and we this is before we had an office it might've been j- just as we got the office, but we didn't want to have the interviews down there. Cause we're like, this isn't the end of you. You know, we're not going to murder you down here.
0: Come on <laughs> <now.">
2: <laughs> so we went to the Cork and, <laughs> so we and Bean and like just, just did one day and we set up 25 interviews and we just set them like a half an hour apart. And each one was like 15 minutes maybe. And it was brutal. It was a long, long day. So we were there from eight AM to like nine thirty at night, oh. and drank a ton of coffee—way yeah. too much coffee. <laughs> that was a really hard day. Anyways, Natalie was one of one of like maybe out of those twenty-five, like maybe four people that we that we considered at all. Most people, as soon as they left, we were like, "No way, no mm-hmm. way." That was a that was a real struggle, and then hiring for for the other positions, we just got Natalie to uh, sift through all of the resumes, interview like the top 10 and then like herself, and then bring the top like four to us. Mm -hmm. So I don't have time for this. Like I can't just like sit through a hundred interviews with people that, that have no chance. That was tough. And really, as I said before, like the team really, really makes it. And that's true with anything. So I think we've been really lucky. Uh, we we've, haven't had to fire anyone or had really any issues with anyone that we've hired. I think we've made like solid choices each time, which is infinitely helpful. So knock on wood, hopefully that continues.
0: I do think that a lot of people underestimate the time and ooh, I don't even know what the word is. I guess expertise
1: mm-hmm. behind
0: social media because... I worked for a company where they did social media takeovers. It's just kind of throwing in like, oh, just by the way, we can do this. It's not just running someone's like Instagram, for example. There's research, there's time, there's like multi-layer marketing schemes, et cetera, et cetera, that are involved. And as someone who didn't have that training off the bat, like I didn't go to school for that, it was crazy trying to navigate a world while also learning about it i mean shout out to anyone that does social media work because y'all are great and then (laughs) shout out to you for like understanding that it's just not slapping a picture up and being like all right we're good to go
2: yeah and at the end of the day it's really like the quality of the work that shines that shines through so like a couple of weeks ago or i don't even know like a month or so ago newfoss won the like gold award for the reader's choice um congratulations and, yeah. Uh, yeah excuse me if i don't bow uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then peterborough economic development did a like A Q&A with us and i i just wrote it so they sent me like a bunch of questions and i wrote out responses and then they published it on the PKED website so you can go check that out on our website or sorry our our instagram uh link in bio or the PKED website, one of the questions that they had asked was, which I thought was kind of funny, was like, how do you feel that you won the gold award? And first of all, that is not first. <laughs> There's like bronze, silver, gold, Oh, okay. diamond, and like diamond or something. I don't know what the order is exactly. Thank you to the reader's choice for wording it that way because it made it seem like we won. So that's cool. Yes. <laughs> I, I responded to that question in that article. Yeah, it was cool, I guess. like I think most of that was just me and Sean refreshing the page and voting for ourselves a bunch of times. But, you know, (laughs) like, whatever. (laughs) I was like, I actually didn't even know that we won. I think Telsey had sent me the link like a week after it was announced. And like they never told us. So, like, I had no idea. And so my response to that was basically that exactly. And then really at the end of it, I was just like, well, you know it it's awesome that we won of course and like i'm i'm grateful for that and for the recognition and everything but really i don't really care like that we that we win those awards because at the end of the day like again we could have just sat there and refreshed a million times and won but if the work and like your work environment sucks who cares you know like that kind of thing is is great and it gives you some publicity and all that if there was an award that gave away something for like happiest staff or like best quality of work or like most satisfied customers. That's what I'm kind of more interested in. Everything else is just gravy on top. I mean, it's again, it's excellent and we got some recognition for it and all that. Those three categories, like your, your clients, your employees and, and the work itself is, is quality. That's all I care about. You know, I, yeah. I really care less about it, about anything else. And I'm not about to start plastering a bunch of awards up on the wall or anything like that, you know? So, that's great, and we were part of the Starter Company Plus program, and we didn't even win. <laughs> it's funny, and this really like destroyed us when it happened. John and I early on, we were part of the first intake Starter Company Plus program last year, so I think that started in August of last year, maybe, and then went to November. There were supposed to be twelve businesses enrolled, only ten showed up, and then one of them dropped out, so there was only nine and six people. Got a grant for five thousand dollars, like six businesses got a grant for five thousand dollars, and we weren't one of them. <laughs> <sighs> and I honestly, guy, like, could not believe it. I like broke down. You know, asked Chelsea, I was crying on the couch. It was awful. It was. I felt so dejected. uh It was. It was awful. Like, I, I felt very bad. You know, I was like, we did everything right, and some of the businesses that that did win, like. I'm not going to defame them or anything like that. But I think four out of the, the six of them aren't even running anymore. So anyways, I, I don't know what happened there, but it really, really set me back like emotionally. But then, you know, Forever the Optimist, I suppose, like a week later, it took me some time, like a week later, I was like, you know what, screw this. Like, I'm going to use this as fuel right now, and we are going to just rock it hard and prove them wrong I guess right and it it's it has nothing to do with with the economic development or anything like that but it's something that got me a little jacked up I was like no we're good at this we can do it and we're we're worthy of continuing being a business because I guess in their eyes we just weren't I was like no you're wrong and you know here we are still still in business and 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 better than ever I don't want to say that the business is fueled on vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> we had to take it in a way that was gonna help us rather than than set us back because that was the crossroad that we were at. And I'm glad that we took, you know, the fuel up version of, of that of that outcome. But it just goes to show you like, you know, other people don't they don't know everything. If you lose competitions like that, we're also in Cubs layer. Around the same time, lost that too. So apparently, we just suck at uh, (laughs)
0: which
2: is uh, who knows, you know, whatever. It's
0: a real underdog story, honestly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it would be an underdog story, and you know, people love that. So they do
0: absolutely. You are the horse that one person bet on, despite all of the odds. And yeah. you came through after a really, really long horse race, like, <laughs> like a Tour de France level horse race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's,
1: it's
2: not. It's not over yet either. You know, it still could come crashing down. You never know. Business is fickle, but I think we're in a good position, and I'm, I'm confident in the trajectory of, of like everything. So, yeah. what is
0: your goal? Do you have goals like? That's such a weird question. But like as a business and obviously a business in a industry that is, you know, up and down, topsy turvy, where do you hopefully see yourself in like a year or maybe two? I don't want to say five because five anything could happen.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And like after we got rejected from from that program, I did the awful disservice to myself and looked up like the mortality rates of, of new businesses. And don't do that. If, no. uh, <laughs> do not do that if you're a new business. So just, you know, be ignorantly blissful for a while. Sean and I usually do, like, we revisit certain goals that we have. I, I, I'm a believer in, like, writing everything down, like, if, if, even if it's, like, super outlandish. That way, if you can see, like, and visualize something, it's like if you really want something when you're a kid, Let's say you want a new bike or something like a motorcycle or whatever. You like print out a picture of that thing and you like post it on your wall and you're like, that's what I want. It really has like, it's just a matter of biology at that point because it will focus you on your goal, like by physically seeing it in front of you. So Sean and I try and take some time every quarter, like every three or four months maybe and just sit down and write down things that we want to achieve. In the next three months or four months. And sometimes we don't get there and sometimes we go way past it too. There is some give and take there, which is it's a lot of fun. And especially when something comes through, we're like look at each other and be like, hey, isn't like that one of the things? Like pull out the list really quick. I just like keep in my wallet at all times to so refer to it. But it's like a cool team building experience for Sean and I, as well as something that we can actually like physically see in terms of like a goal ahead of us. To answer your question, I'm just coming down from painting this office for like three weeks. <laughs> so I'm just going to chill. But I think we'll be here for a number of years. It's right downtown Peterborough. Peterborough is growing by the minute. Even when I first moved here to start going to Trent, it's vastly different than it was back then.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: we've got like money and, and clients and people coming in from Toronto and stuff too. So where we are right now, it's an adequate size space. Or like hiring anyone new, as well as you're right in the the thick of it downtown. I think this space will be home for for quite some time. Moving forward, I think it's more along the lines of like establishing like a niche of business that we want to work with. We're like you know a couple young guys, and we like some extreme sports and like like the adrenaline stuff. So oh, cool. It would be cool to have like a beer company or right now we're working on like a weed company too oh cool Um, and then just kind of things like that like fringe businesses that are really coming up like if we could get like an like an athlete or something like that that would be that would be really awesome because at the beginning we were just kind of like starting out and we didn't have an idea of like where we wanted to go so we were just kind of like trying to get any client we could right so we're kind of still in that sphere because people are coming to us and we're not about to like refuse service, especially if, you know, they have a cool a business that they want to launch. And like I said, they don't have really the funds to do it right now. We're happy to help that kind of thing still. But in the next few years, I'd like to focus down on like something very specific and something that we align with personally, too. So something that we can really get passionate about and get behind easily. So what that ends up looking like, I'm not sure, but that thought, like being in my head already, is just like it's good to have that there and just kind of like sit on it. So we'll just see what transpires from that. And usually things like that kind of just end up happening as they do. So we'll see what happens. Right now, it's just to continue doing good work and just continue getting clients and getting
1: our name out there. You mentioned the business and success rate of businesses. And I was just thinking of this joke in my head that, you know, marriage has a pretty abysmal rate of success. So if that's anything to possibly compare it to, you're right. You just go into it and see what happens. and <laughs> You just hope for the best. But yeah. in fairness, I think you've got a really strong foundation and you're going places. I was curious what brands do you think do content creation well? What brands do content creation well, like in yeah. town or just in general? In general. Yeah, in general.
0: Like what inspires yeah. you?
2: Yeah. I would say like Red Bull is so far beyond anything that we could possibly do right now, but they are like just the coolest brand ever. Just like with their athletes and their focus on extreme sports and things like that. It's just like the dream job, basically, for so many people, including the athletes and including the content creators and any executives there or anything like that. So that's a really cool one. Who else? You know what? who I actually really enjoy consuming information from is Flavor Fashion and and Providence in Peterborough, like downtown here. They're the clothing shops and things like that. They know exactly who they are, and you know Mike Watt is is really great at understanding who he's talking to at all times through their social and what they want to see and where they want their brand to go at all times. So that's definitely a brand that we kind of look up to. He's also our landlord now, so I'm going to say that.
0: Hey.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's hard to say who has like a really cool aspect about about their content creation, yeah. really since starting this business, my focus is really localized you know of course, you have people on Instagram that are like ultra famous and or like humongous brands that are that are doing cool stuff and all that. but because of the nature of this business and this type of business being like super competitive in this market, your attention really does get grabbed over to those other totally. companies and i think that's 705 creative does a really good job as well their their brand is exactly who they are and it's very light and like airy and it's cool and people really respond to their to their stuff and although they're kind of like a direct competitor and not even kind of it, it's exactly that <laughs> <laughs> you know i can respect their brand and and what they're doing over there they're doing a great job
0: amazing i like that you are able to recognize great work without feeling crappy and competitive towards them like
2: (laughs) well there is a there's an element of competition of course but I mean it's it's good natured and yeah uh, it it keeps you motivated to to like do your best obviously too
1: it's like how do you get people's attention in this like crazy media age with everything going on how do you keep the focus on what you want people to focus on
2: well that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the stories and like oversharing basically, right? Because at yeah. a certain time people are just going to turn you off if you're just like eating food all the time or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so unless you're like a food blog, obviously, but right, um, right. for stuff like us, I mean, to be perfectly honest, like a lot of our business comes from word of mouth, whether it be like contacts that I've procured in, in the past in Peterborough or beyond, like friends and family or just the periphery of of people that you meet and then also like the clients that we have and like do a good job for they're they're quick to reference us to other people so a lot of it comes from that and really that's enough to fill our boots for the last little while we do do some digital advertising i mean we might as well we have that person in-house anyways so To do that kind of thing is like no skin off our back. So we just put a couple hundred dollars into advertising per month and we do get certain things from, from that. But I would say that the most quality clients that we get are from friends and family and like people genuinely looking to like do something cool with their lives. The passionate ones are always the most fun. If you get like a stuffy person who's opening up their like 12th business, it's usually a really easy client to deal with, but it's not always the most fun. Well said.
0: Yeah. Do you have any questions for us?
1: I guess my biggest question is like, what prompted the two of you to create this podcast? That's a good question. Yeah. We wanted to do something creative and fun together. And we thought these conversations that we have are so fun and they make us laugh and they're relatable and hopefully other people find them the same way.
0: Yeah, that literally is a simplified version. Like we talk about our lives just on the regular and then we also share stories about our other friends. And we figured if we find them hilarious, then yeah, maybe other people will find them hilarious or get some form of insight from them. I mean, we haven't done a ton of episodes, but so far we've had all positive reviews and people are saying that we are really relatable and the topics make them think or make them have a good laugh at the end of a hard day. And, you know, that's really all we're here for.
1: Yeah. I think we live up to our brand, our dramatic assets. And it's funny (laughs) because I can see it in the way I act and behave when... You know, in my daily life, and people will tell me, and Owen, and my partner, will tell me, and be like, "That's pretty dramatic," and I'm like, "I know, that's <laughs> <laughs> This is why I had to do this.
2: Takes me to my next question. What's what's with the name? How did you come up with that?
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, we've already swore. So, Ryan, um we're gonna have to mark this as explicit because X, I'm gonna swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. I would always say that Ryan, myself, and then any of our other kind of crazy friends from university have always been dramatic. And I would use the phrase, oh my gosh, our dramatic asses are just going to, and then fill in the blank. Like we're going to yeah. get run over by a train because we did almost have that happen. Fun fact. We <laughs> left so back to university when we tried to cross a train track, but then <laughs> I slipped down a massive hill. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. I remember that.
0: And so we kind of decided that being dramatic is an asset for us because it makes us laugh. It gets us through the hard times. And, you know, as people that are hopefully going to make money off of acting once the industry reopens or at least off of our personalities, it's a good thing. Like, I think being dramatic sometimes has a bad rap. I don't know why. It's just, it's fun. Like people just got to loosen up and be fun about it and own it. Own how ridiculous you are. Like I literally lay on the floor the other day just going, "Ah," and then my partner (laughs) Jeff was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. What you You doing? And so you just got to laugh about it because that's who you are, man. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's kind of the motivation behind like Sean and I starting up our podcast and it's called the all up in your business podcast that's kind of like our tagline for new because we we do get all up in your business we you know we get your passwords and everything (laughs) (laughs) it's Um, also a good name yeah yeah but like it's it's just so much fun you know i mean part of this is going back to like having a radio show and just being like ultra social as well but it's just so much fun chatting with two of you this has been great like having an awesome time right now just having a chat with people that you you don't really know that well. And so because of that, there's an ocean of possibilities of what you can talk about. Like you really can talk about anything.
1: I've enjoyed hearing about yourself, Jordan, your business and having you as a guest.
0: Yeah. Do you want to like shout out your, your media?
2: Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be full fledged again with the all up in your business podcast. You can find that on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. But follow our Instagram account. It's Newfoss Media Brokerage, N U F A S Media Brokerage. Just Newfoss Media on Facebook, and yeah, just follow us and see what you're doing. And again, you know, if you're still listening at this point, people who are you know dreaming of their of their dream business, we can make it happen for you. If it's a matter of money that that you are concerned about starting out. Let's not have that be an obstacle in your way. If you are unhappy with the way that your life is going and you have an awesome idea that's going to free you of that, just do it. Just go and do it and just like take the leap of faith and you never know what's going to happen. And to you, Ryan and Rebecca, thank you so much for reaching out and offering for uh, us to be on this podcast it sucks that Sean couldn't be on, but maybe we'll have an opportunity in, in the future. Maybe we'll have the two of you on podcasts and we can we can do it that way too. I'm really grateful for you guys reaching out and, and having me on.
1: My Superman Cup is now empty, so hey. <laughs>
0: oh, well, thank
1: you as well. And you can listen to our dramatic assets on our website, ww.rdramaticassets.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And Stitcher and Pandora and wherever you listen to podcasts. And Rebecca, you always tell our listeners what the Instagram page is.
0: Yes. Our Instagram. <laughs> oh my goodness. So let's see if I can get all of our things correct. Our Instagram and our Facebook are at ODA Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, it's OurDramaticAssets at (laughs) gmail.com. Sweet. (laughs) That was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, to our lovely listeners, remember to stay dramatic.
1: And goodbye.